Hello and welcome to History for Weirdos. We're your hosts, Andrew and Stephanie. And each week, we're going to take you on a journey into the strange, obscure, and relentlessly entertaining corners of human history. Now listen up, friends, because it's about to get weird. Weirdos, welcome to episode number 85 of History for Weirdos. And before we begin this week's episode, we actually have a really important announcement. So don't skip ahead. Just listen to this. Trust me, you will want to listen. Weirdos, we have mentioned so many times before how grateful we are for this amazing community that we've all created together. And how cool would it be if we all got to travel together, if we got to go on a trip? I for one, would be so stoked on this. Yes, we really want to hear from you to see if this is something you all would be interested in as well. So we're going to have a survey link for you in the show notes of today's episode, as well as in our Instagram bio. And the survey is going to ask questions about like what locations you'd like to travel to, what activities you'd like to do. And if we get enough responses, we can use that information to plan a trip for the weirdos. Yeah, and what I like about this too is like you guys will dictate where we go. Like it's not set in stone at all. There's no commitment so far. So if you're like, oh shoot, I don't know if I, you know, like- Would want to. Would want to or or have the time. Exactly, like that's what the survey's for is to figure this out, like what works best for us all. And then we can just plan accordingly. Yes, and it's like the trip isn't 100% certain, but we're thinking it would be happening next year, just in case you were wondering. So please don't um, hesitate to just answer those survey questions for us. This could be a really cool opportunity for all the weirdos to get to meet up in person, but not just meet up, like go on a trip, like travel, which is so cool. I think it would be the most wonderful experience. We would Um, be so excited to hang out um, with some of our awesome listeners. So if you guys are forgetful like us, pause this episode right now and go (laughs) fill out that survey. You can find it either in the show notes, like Stephanie said, or the Instagram bio. And that's at history4weirdos on Instagram. And we'll be sharing a little bit more there as well. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, Steph. Yes. This week's episode, you didn't tell me anything about it. You're like, (laughs) this is a complete surprise for me. So I'm really excited to hear what you have to say. So without further ado, why don't you take it away? Yeah, this is a particularly bizarre episode this week. (laughs) And a listener recommended it. They sent us a message about this subject. I'm so sorry. Uh, The name is slipping. But once I read the subject, you'll know who you are. And I looked it up and I was like, oh my God, this is so strange. I have to do an episode on this. So think of the hungriest you've ever been. Okay. That feeling where you're like, I could eat anything, right? Right, okay. Now imagine feeling that level of hunger all day, every single day. That sounds terrible. It would be torturous. Literally. Yeah. That level of hunger could lead you to do probably some bizarre and even messed up things, which is exactly what happened with today's historical subject. Okay. (laughs) This week's episode is about a man who felt that type of profound constant hunger. And as a result, he could eat literally anything. And I mean anything, weirdos. Today, we will be looking at the fascinating and 
kind of disturbing story of a man known as Terer, the man who was always hungry. Wow. Okay, this is really weird. It's a very strange one. And I do have a brief content warning at the start of this episode. This episode discusses a human consuming some disturbing materials, including things that are living. Um, So my descriptions, I promise they're not graphic at all. But just FYI, this may not be an episode you want to listen to while you're eating lunch or something. Okay, that's a good content warning. <laughs> Luckily, I'm just drinking tea, so... Yes. So Is that safe? Yes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> promise. So let's get back to Terer. Very little is known about Terer's early life. We don't even know um, if Terer is his actual name. Oh, wow. The phrase bonbon Terer was used at the time um, in France, where he's from, to describe explosions. And it's possible that our subject was given this nickname of Terer in reference to his very intense flatulence. <laughs> I love the way you phrase that. <laughs> also, that French pronunciation, like, boom. Thank you. No pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> what we do know is that he was likely born in 1772 in Lyon, France. Apparently, from a young age, he was able to eat vast amounts of food. By adolescence, he was able to eat his own body weight in meat within a 24-hour period. Jeez, that is disgusting. Yeah. Wait, so, okay, how big is this guy also? Do you know? Yeah, I'll get to that actually a little bit later. Okay. That's a good question, though. But even so, even, like, consuming that amount of food, he remained hungry. And because of this constant need for food, his parents could not provide for him, and he was... Pushed out of the family home as a teenager. Oh, that's really sad. I know. I don't, it's really messed up. I'm laughing, but it's it's like sad, but a little comical. It's just so absurd to think like this right. child needs so much. Like they are harming the family system. We yeah. have to, you know, kick him out. Different time. Different time, indeed. In order to survive, Terer spent time traveling through France with a group of robbers and sex workers. And during this period, he was known to sustain himself by eating whatever he could find. This includes discarded food, trash, live rats, and dead animals that he'd find on the street. Oh, man. The guy. Jeez. Yeah. And before we continue with Terer's very strange life story, I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory on the subject of competitive eating because it'll tie into the rest of the episode. So I'm going to take a quick detour into the world of competitive eating, also known as speed eating. It's an activity where participants compete against each other and they eat like really big amounts of food. Usually it's timed and it's in a short period of time. Like a hot dog eating contest. That's exactly what I think of. Yes. Right. Contests are typically like eight to 10 minutes long, but some of them are, could be up to 30 minutes. Um, and the, person who consumes the most amount of food in that time is the winner, right? It's popular in the US, Canada, and Japan, where there are big organizations dedicated to competitive eating and people do get cash prizes. And funny that you mentioned hot dogs, because for me, the most famous one that comes to mind is Nathan's hot dog eating contest on Coney Island. Yeah. I was briefly fascinated by this when I was like a preteen. I didn't know this about yeah. you. Yeah, you didn't. I watched 
like a documentary on it once on one of the competitive eaters. I think it was a young woman from Japan. And I just became obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) You're so weird. I love it so much. Yes, not surprising that I'm the co-host of History for Weirdos. Absolutely not. And this fascination with watching people eat large quantities of food goes way back, before Coney Island even. Medieval reports describe people consuming hearty helpings of stones, spiders, snakes, Hmm. and other poisonous things. Showmen were making a living touring around Europe on the strength of their stomachs. And this is by the early 17th century. There was someone known as the Great Eater of Kent, who was a 17th century English laborer, Nicholas Wood, and he would entertain people at festivals. And he would, like in one show, he would eat 60 eggs, mutton, three large pies, and black pudding in like a single sitting. And people would just sit sit and watch him eat all of this stuff. That is really strange. 60 eggs, that's kind of incredible that would make me so sick yeah that's like what i mean especially in today you know today that's five cartons that's a very expensive yeah (laughs) eggs got really expensive for a while recently that's true so that is just a little bit of backstory um, into the world of competitive eating but we're gonna get back to terrer after a few run-ins with the law his group disbanded and terrer went on to work as the opening act for a traveling medical con man, basically. Oh, Terrer. He drew large crowds by swallowing stones and live animals. Oh, man. Come on, dude. I told you. There's a little content warning here. Jeez, yeah, that's messed up. Some accounts say that Terrer was traveling with this man because he had falsely promised him that he could cure him of this incessant appetite. Ugh. But he was a medical con man, so that turned out not to be true. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they'd have the technology for this. They would have to, like, somehow, I think, fix his hormone levels, like the hunger hormones. Yeah. Right. And yeah. They... Hormones definitely play a part in it. Right. In 1778, Terrer, at some point, splits with the medical con man, and he ends up in Paris, and he decides to become a solo act as a street performer. And while in Paris, his performances became pretty darn successful. Ooh. Folks traveled from miles away to come and see him eat. Okay. He would swallow baskets full of apples, pies, rocks was very popular. And then here's a little extra content warning. If you want to fast forward, he would even eat an entire litter of puppies. No! Are you... What a monster! Yeah. Poor Andrew couldn't fast forward. He had to hear that. Had, oh my god. Oh, I hate this guy. It's I hate him. So upsetting. <laughs> yeah. It must say so much about people at the time that they people enjoyed watching that. Yeah, how could you? And they're like, "Oh yeah, eat another one, eat another one." Like, I just can't imagine there being a crowd of people excited to watch that. Wow, people are messed up. People, I mean, people are, messed, are up. messed up, yeah. but that tends to be very true of humans. Yeah. So after one of these shows in Paris, he consumed flint. Oh my God. Like, like the stone? Yeah. And was 
therefore in intense pain. Yeah, that's what they use Flint for, like, firearms. Yeah, he, like, crippled over in pain. And members of the crowd actually had to carry him to the Hotel Dieu hospital, Mm -hmm. where he was treated for an intestinal obstruction. And after being treated by the medical staff, um, he was very grateful that they, you know, cured him. They got the flint out. Right. And he wanted to impress the main doctor that had treated him. So he took the doctor's gold watch and swallowed it. This guy has, (laughs) he has some serious issues just beyond his stomach. The doctor was not happy. Yeah, I'm not surprised. He threatened to slice Terrer open right then and there to retrieve his property. Good for him. But there's no record of him making good on that promise. I think he had to get the gold watch the... Old-fashioned way. Old-fashioned way. Mm. And you had asked earlier, Andrew, was this guy big? Right. You would think that someone who spends his whole day eating would be just a larger person, but that was not the case for Terrer. Wow. Despite his constant eating, he remained thin and moderate in size. There's medical records of the time mm-hmm. um, documenting him, of course. And he'd weigh about 100 pounds. Oh my god, he was like a rail. He was tiny, yeah. Well, I think people were smaller. Like, he wasn't tall either. Right. But still, 100 pounds, that's like... For yeah. a man? That's really, really skinny. Yeah. His body seemed to be able to process food at an incredibly fast rate, and he just could not gain weight, no matter, even though he was eating all this stuff. Jeez. He did, however, have a distended belly. Not surprised about that. Yeah, a distended abdomen, for those who don't know, it can be due to bloating from gas or accumulated fluid um, in the digestive tract. Mm-hmm. And it can be something that happens chronically or acutely. Um, Funny enough, I think it happens a lot when people are starving. Their stomachs become distended. Yeah. I, I, I remember reading about that. Yeah. Which is not the case for Terrer. He was eating a ton. And then additionally, he was noted to have like a really wide mouth. Like just a very, very big mouth. Mm. Especially for his you know stature. And his teeth were really badly stained. I'm not surprised. And unfortunately for Terrer, he was also known for having a distinct bad odor. According to a report in the London Medical and Physical Journal, quote, he often stank to such a degree that he could not be endured within the distance of 20 paces, end quote. Wow. (laughs) Poor guy. Oh my God. I think that... um, That guy stank. That guy was stinky, and it speaks to the theory that Bonbon Terrer is where his name comes from. The flatulence. The flatulence. And the body odor, too. God, so that is just a nasty combination. Yes. He would be quite a sight and quite quite a stench, I'm sure. So, war breaks out in France, right? Right. And Terrer signs up for the French army. Um... I think he did it, thinking oh, it's a way to get free food. Right. But the military rations weren't enough for him, and he was soon taken to a, one of the military hospitals um, at Soltz, complaining of ex- essentially exhaustion from lack of food. And they ended up giving him quadruple rations for a soldier. Oh my god. And despite this, 
Um, and all the remedies that the apothecaries were giving him, his dietary needs remained unsatisfied. The military surgeons were so amazed by this man. <laughs> I can bet. That they asked um, officials if they could keep him in the hospital for experiments. <laughs> just good old government. You're like, hey, you know what? Let's just do experiments on this guy. Yeah. Luckily, it doesn't sound like their experiments were too harsh. Right. While there, Terrer ate a meal intended for 15 German laborers, is what the account said. Oh my god. Including two enormous meat pies and four gallons of milk. That's disgusting. He also ate... Here's another, just a little content warning for oh, what he's about to eat. man. Okay, let's hear it. He ate a live cat. Oh! He ate lizards, and he ate snakes. I told you guys, this one's rough at points. This one, this one's rough. Yeah. It's weird and disturbing, and again, why are people asking him to eat these things? Yeah, who who are the sick people that are doing like, giving them these suggestions? Like, I I want to like give them peace of my mind. You yeah, know? I agree. So the doctors included um, Doctor Courvy and Pierre Francois Percy. These were apparently some of the greatest surgeons of the time, and they were just astonished. Doctor Percy, in particular, would remain interested in helping to understand, and his goal was to ultimately cure Terre can imagine aside from being an interesting subject for surgeons one military man believed that terrer could actually help his country general alexandre de beauharnais wow that was beautiful babe i've been practicing my babble <laughs> <laughs> so france was now at war with prussia and the general was convinced that terrer's strange condition made him a perfect courier sorry Andrew, how do you think the general thought that Terrer could be a good courier? Is it just that like he would run so fast and far just to get more food? Oh, that's a good guess. No. No. <laughs> okay. Totally wrong. Do you want to guess again? Um, no. Okay, I'll just tell you then. <laughs> yeah. General de Beauharnais ran an experiment. He put a document inside a wooden box... And then had Terrer eat it. Oh, no. And then waited for it to pass through his body. And then he had some poor soul clean through the waste to find the box and see if he could still read the note inside. It worked. And Terrer was given his first mission. Oh, jeez. Disguised as a Prussian peasant... He was to sneak past enemy lines and deliver a top secret message to capture to a captured French colonel. The message would be hidden inside of a box, and the box would be in his stomach. Oh my god. This is this is like insane. Terrer unfortunately didn't get far, perhaps because this supposed Prussian peasant couldn't speak any German. I was gonna say, like, was he fluent in German? No. no. Then it's kind of a moot point. It didn't take long for the Prussians to figure out that he was actually French. <laughs> and he was stripped, searched, whipped, and tortured for about a day before he gave up the plot. Mm. In time, Terrer broke down, told them everything, and told him about his eating abilities and that there was a box inside his stomach with a secret message. 
So they chained him to a latrine and waited a few hours. <laughs> when they finally found the box, inside was a note, as Terer had said, but the note simply asked the recipient to let them know if Terer had delivered it successfully. There was no secret message. It turned out it was still another test to see if Terer could be trusted. Oh, wow, that's kind of interesting and brilliant. Yeah, so instead of it being like the secret message, I was like, hey, let me know if you got this note. <laughs> and the Prussians are like, we did. <laughs> and they were furious. The general who was in charge of all of this um, ordered that Terer be hung, actually. Wow. But for some reason, he ultimately felt pity for the young man and then changed his mind. Interesting. The general let Terer go back to French lines. Wow, very interesting. He apparently gave him a thrashing beforehand <laughs> as a reminder to never pull a stunt like this again. Oh my god, that's so wild. <laughs> this guy must just be like, wow, this dude lives in hell and clearly like his own people didn't trust him, so like, screw it. Yeah, so interesting. I think something about... I mean, I can imagine that while he was prisoner, they weren't feeding him, like, mass amounts of food, right? Of course, yeah. Something about his condition must have prompted that level of pity. Yeah. To just be like, you go back to France, And maybe he'll just be a drain on French resources. <laughs> yeah, instead of ours. <laughs> yeah. So once he was back in France, Terreur begged Dr. Percy to help him find a cure. He said he wanted to be like everyone else. And Percy agreed and did his best. He fed Terer various potential remedies, I guess, like a lot of wine, mass amounts of wine, vinegar, tobacco pills, laudanum. So he got him high. <laughs> oh my god. And just a lot of different things, hoping that this would satisfy his appetite, but Terer remained hungry. So this really, I think, the types of quote-unquote remedies they're choosing, I think, speaks to their insanely limited knowledge of even just, like, right. the digestive system and the hormones in your, that your brain's pumping out that make you hungry. Because I don't see how a bunch of wine is going to help stop this. No, they clearly just were. And I don't mean this in a mean way, but just very ignorant of, like, how this stuff worked. Yes, agreed. Um... And even after all of this, Terer actually seemed to be more famished than ever. So as we can imagine, Terer was on like a monitored diet by the doctors, right? Not a diet in that they were trying to limit his food, but they wanted to know everything that he was consuming, right? Right, that makes sense. But like I said, he was more hungry for some reason. And this insatiable man began sneaking around the hospital to get extra food but he did it in strange places oh no during one apparently particularly desperate fit of hunger this one is the biggest content warning of all <laughs> even bigger than the other ones even bigger oh geez okay let's hear it um he was caught drinking the blood that had been removed from patients and he was also caught snacking in the hospital's morgue Oh my god, come on, good man. I'll let you figure out what he was snacking on. Yeah, let, you know, yeah, let's just move on. Uh, it's like like a zombie movie. 
This is he's a zombie. He's like a living zombie. He's like a zombie literally in terms of food, yeah. Right. It's it's nuts. One day in the hospital, a 14th month old baby disappears. No. Rumors spread that it was Terrere, but there was no evidence. Like no one saw okay. anything. They were just like, oh my god, it must be the monstrous guy, right? Right. Just they were just jumping to conclusions. It could have been a ton of things. God, I really hope so. Yeah. Uh, but even so, people didn't want him around anymore, so the doctors chased him out and left him on the street. Oh, poor Terrer. Yeah, he's definitely lives quite a tragic life. We don't know a ton about what happens right after that, but we do know that four years later, Dr. Percy is notified that Terrer had turned up in a hospital in Versailles. And oh. he was so ill that he could barely stand. And he originally was telling the staff there that he had recently swallowed a fork. So maybe it was the fork. Um, But it was evident that this man that could eat anything was dying. Mm. Dr. Percy recognized this is the last chance for me to see him. Um, This medical anomaly, really, that he is. And he rushed over. And he was there with Terrer when he died. Um, it wasn't anything related to his gut, though. It was tuberculosis. Oh, whoa. That was unexpected. Yeah, he got tuberculosis and died in 1798. He was only about 26 years old. Wow. So all of this that he's been through and lived through, he's a very young man. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean I'm 31, so... Yes. So when he died, though, the doctors were very eager to do an autopsy it's not surprising yeah so the autopsy revealed that his stomach was abnormally large it took up like the that whole cavity in the body basically interesting and stomachs like an actual stomach not your intestines they're not that big and this one was just ginormous and his esophagus was twice the size of a normal person's. And he was petite. And I was going to say, remember, this is a small guy. Yeah. With such a large stomach and such a large esophagus. Wow, so he had a really just strange body composition. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not surprising. Yeah, I agree. Especially, I like, to eat rocks. Yeah, like, that sounds so... That literally sounds like torture. Right. Yeah, I can't even imagine getting a rock down my throat but he did that quite frequently to entertain people yeah it was clear from the autopsy that his extreme eating habits had taken a toll on the body because he wasn't in good health right but they they didn't use these terms but i imagine that the stuff he was eating probably weakened his immune system which made maybe made him a little more susceptible to the tuberculosis Mm, it's a good point um And the doctors also noted that they were like, okay, so they thought that the extreme hunger might have just been in his head, as they put it, like perhaps some form of psychosis. Right. But it doesn't, there's no other symptoms of a sort of psychotic break there. And they recognized that there seemed to be a physiological factor at play with his hunger. Okay. Just based on the body parts being so large. Right, okay. So, what question do you have for me? Why? Yeah, why was he so hungry? Exactly. What caused this phenomenon to happen? Yes. We don't know. Oh, wow, what a tease, babe. (laughs) (laughs) There are theories, of course. Of course. 
Modern theory suggests that he may have had a rare medical condition called polyphagia um, or phagia. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, which causes an excessive appetite and leads to overeating. Others think he may have had this possibly in combination with hypothyroidism. Mm. It's a condition that occurs due to the excessive production of thyroid hormones makes your um, thyroid function slower and people do have increased appetite. However, these conditions would not, I mean, like I know plenty of people actually personally who have hypothyroidism and they do not explain his ability to consume such, shall we say, bizarre substances. So you're saying the people that you know that have hypothyroidism aren't eating rocks or live animals? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you did, if I would be like, <laughs> yeah, you're going to stop hanging out with that person. <laughs> no, not like, it's just... It does, like, sure, these could be factors as well, but it right. doesn't give us a full explanation. Right. Lastly, another popular theory is that he had a parasite, which is why it was difficult for him to gain weight. That's a common symptom of parasites is mm-hmm. this frequent hunger, but instead of feeding yourself, you're feeding the parasite. Exactly. Like so a tapeworm or something. Yes. So that's definitely a possibility. Um, but aside from that, they, people really don't know. So, I mean, it doesn't sound like it's just one thing. It's probably a mixture of multiple things. And it's just a freak. Like, it's super insanely rare to have all this combination. It must be some combination of just the wrong type of birth defects. And then growing up in poverty in this time period. The tapeworms probably very likely. Like, all yeah. of this stuff. I definitely think it's hormonal, the physiological, and I... I'm hoping for him as a tapeworm too, because it's nasty. Yeah, but I mean, you're right. There's definitely was some sort of like psychosis too, right? Like for him to be able to eat those insane things. Maybe it's. I don't think it's psychosis. Um, I was saying that that it's not psychosis. Oh, sorry. Okay. He didn't have any other symptoms. I think maybe just to put it in like super layman's terms, I guess, like just the desperation, the like chronic. This chronic feeling of I cannot satisfy this hunger may have led him to do really unfortunate things, but I really can't say more. There's not a ton of record about like his personality, for example, or like how he felt about his condition or anything like that, other than he did want to be cured. Right. Okay. Yeah. You. He said that multiple times, or you said it multiple times. Exactly. But we don't really know a lot else about him. Like I said, we barely know what his age would have been. Do we know where he's, like, buried or... No. Not that I could find. Because that would be interesting if, like, there was modern, like, studies done on his, like, skeletal remains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to see what they could glean, what information they could glean from that. Right. Like, because, you know, clearly his body, like, physical body would be gone. But right. But maybe his, I don't know, skeletons might say something. Maybe. I don't know enough about, um, like, the study of bones to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I have zero clue about the study. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm like literally just kind of like throwing crap on a wall. <laughs> I know certain uh, diseases do leave scarring on bones. Mm-hmm. So if he had a particular disease, maybe, maybe like you could notice like if his rib cage was really wide or something for his stature. Um, from the show Bones, which is a great classic show. Of course. I do know that you can tell uh, from Bones what someone consumed and what like elements they were exposed to 
Oh, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe. But I don't think so because there... Granted, I didn't look to see where he was buried, but there was no mention of it in my research. Got it. And I think if folks had done modern studies on him, it would have been mentioned. Yeah. Well, even though Torreira's condition led him to commit, quite honestly, horrible acts, it's hard to imagine how he felt with this very rare situation in a time of little medical knowledge. I definitely feel sympathy for Mm -hmm. him as like a tragic figure. And it also makes me extremely grateful for modern medical achievements. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking about this earlier, like how just in the last like what hundred years, like the, we live in a completely different world. And like, thank God we do. (laughs) Honestly, Life has always been very hard, I think, for humans, but just little things like knowing to wash your hands, you know, understanding germ theory, I right. think really put us in a good spot. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and that, my dear weirdos, is the beyond bizarre story of Terrer, the man who was always hungry. Wow. Thank you for telling us the story, <laughs> because I think this is... This might be one of the strangest, if not the strangest history for weirdos episodes i think this is really strange maybe up there would be like the dancing plague oh that's an old school one (laughs) yeah but just these i love the strange like medical ones yeah that's definitely your jam it is because i just love that we don't fully know all we could do is theorize right because we're not there you can't run like tests or anything um but hopefully no one else suffered as much as terrere did seriously and my sources for this week are Mental Floss, All That's Interesting, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh my gosh. Their website. That is a very strange place to navigate. Um, and then I had watched this awesome YouTube video from the channel Into the Shadows, also about Terrere. Mm-hmm. And of course, Wikipedia. I don't think this podcast would exist without Wikipedia. <laughs> of course not. And that's all that I have for you this week, weirdos. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that story. Uh, Weirdos, you know the drill by now. If you haven't followed us on Instagram, what are you doing? Go follow us on Instagram at History for Weirdos. And... Oh, and just a gentle reminder. Yes. Take our survey. Yeah. If you haven't done it, like, what are you doing? Pause this. Take it right now. (laughs) Take the survey to see if we can create an opportunity for all of us to travel together. Please do that. Um, again, check out the show notes and the link in our Instagram bio. Right. And and just as a reminder, and we'll remind you guys on Instagram as well, we're, we will not be having an episode next week. Mm-hmm. So just keep that in mind. If you guys, When you guys do not see an episode, don't freak out. We promise we'll be back. Yes. Can I share why we won't have an episode next yes, week? Yes. Please go ahead. We will be going to a wedding in Las Vegas. But we're not just going to the wedding, weirdos. Andrew is the minister performing the marriage ceremony. Yes, and I'm so excited. I'm a bridesmaid, but Andrew, I'm a little jealous. He gets quite a, a starring role besides the bride and groom, of course. Right. I mean, I think it's their day, but like, I'm kind of like center stage with them. Yeah, so I'll be sure to take... Um, well, I'll be up there with you. I'll have someone take pictures for yes. sure. And we're going to share them with you all on Instagram as well. You guys are going to love it. The weirdo's going to love this. Yes, agreed. (laughs) Okay, weirdos, until next time. Adios. Adios.